welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of The Wise Man's Fear and then we talk about it. This is page 935. Harmony clock and tinkered with it idly, trying to remember whether I'd been in the middle of taking it apart or putting it back together. Then, since I had no other pressing engagements, I made my way back across the river. I stopped at the Yolian, where Dayok greeted me with an enthusiastic bear hug that lifted me from the ground. After so long on the road, so much time spent among strangers and enemies, I'd forgotten what it was like to be surrounded by the warmth of friendly faces. Diok, Stanchion, and I shared drinks and traded stories until it started to get dark outside, and I left them to tend to their business. I prowled the city for a while, going to a few familiar boarding houses and taverns, two or three public gardens, a bench beneath a tree in a courtyard. Dayok told me he hadn't so much as glimpsed Dennis' shadow in a year, but even looking for her and not finding her was comforting in a way. In some ways, that seemed to be the heart of our relationship. Later that night, I climbed onto mains and made my way through the familiar maze of chimneys and mismatched slate and clay and tin. I came around a corner and saw Auri sitting on a chimney, her long, fine hair floating around her head as if she were underwater. She was staring up at the moon and swinging her bare feet. I cleared my throat softly, and Auri turned to look. She hopped off the chimney and came scampering across the roof, pulling up a few steps short of me. Her grin was brighter than the moon. There is a whole family of hedgehogs living in Cricklet, she said excitedly. Auri took two more steps and grabbed my hand with both of hers. There are babies tiny as acorns. She tugged at me gently. Will you come see? I nodded, and Auri led me across the roof to the apple tree we could use to climb down into the courtyard. When we finally got there, she looked at the tree, then down to where she still held my long tan hand with both of her tiny white ones. Her grip wasn't tight, but it was firm, and she didn't give any sign of letting go. I missed you. She said softly without looking up. Don't go away again. I don't ever plan on leaving, I said gently. I have too much to do here. Auri tilted her head sideways to peek up at me through the cloud of her hair. Like visit me? Like visit you, I agreed. That's the page and I assume the chapter. I'm Nick. I'm Drana. And Jeremy is otherwise occupied. Perhaps he is busy dismantling his own harmony clock. Yes, dismantling, remantling mantling, climbing up uh, chest-high walls. Folks, I put to you that Kvothe doesn't particularly care about visiting Dayok and Stanchion. I put to you that he goes to the Eolian because he thinks he might find Denna there, and he hangs out until closing time in case Denna shows up. I don't... I, I, I don't disagree, but I don't really agree either. I don't think it matters. I mean, it, I guess it, it I guess it might in the long run, but like... I think in this moment, it doesn't matter why he went there. It's that he went there and the feelings he felt while he was there are what matter. You know what? I agree that the feelings he feels while he's there are important. And I agree that seeing Dale Constantin is important. But I absolutely think, especially considering what comes after, that he basically goes to all his haunts where he used to meet Denna. He's hoping against hope that he'll bump into her. That's the thing on top of his mind. All the other stuff is secondary. Yeah, I feel like it's when he's describing all the different places he's going, you don't really realize that he's going to the haunts where he and Denny used to hang out until you read a bench beneath a tree in a courtyard. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> I see what yeah. you're doing here. And the public garden. Like once you see that, you can read back through it and go, oh, yeah, familiar boarding houses, public gardens. Yeah. But Denna hasn't been back in a year. If she has, she hasn't seen uh, Dayok and or Stanchion. Yeah. And then he goes to visit Auri, who is unperturbed, but in her way, she she says, don't go away again. I did miss you. And then what does Kvothe do, Jordana? He tells her he's not going to leave, which is a lie. Which is a lie. We know 
in book three, he leaves. I mean, maybe he doesn't think it's a lie. Do you think he thinks it's a lie or do you think that he genuinely believes? I think that he has every intention of staying, but he can't tell the future, so. That's true. That's true. And I, I guess that's what I wanted to talk I about. I don't believe that he would, I don't believe that he would willingly lie to Auri about something like that. Yeah, I mean, I agree, or at least I don't think that he would like knowingly lie to Auri. I do think that he would tell her something and then later decide something else. But I think that in the moment, he is uh, being forthright with her. So what do you think he plans to do with his life? I think he he probably plans to just like stay at the university, learn all the things, become a namer under the professor. Elodin. Under Elodin, he'll become a namer. And then uh, by staying at the university and having access to that library, he'll find out things about the emir and make cool connections about things to do with the emir and then continue his research. Yeah, so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about is... Is the trail gone cold now? I think he's a bit back to where he started. But he has a little more information to inform his search. So, I mean, he does he have concrete information, though? The last bit of concrete information he had was go to the mayor, right? He went to the mayor. He learned from the mayor that it's very likely, like, that it's basically confirmed his suspicions, more or less. Or at least, like, the mayor has given him a sanity check and said, you know what, you're probably on to something let's investigate it. And then he got himself screwed up and and thrown out of there. Now, I don't know how he puts this together, but it seems to me that the next thread he can pull is the lackless box. And I'm cheating a little bit because I have heard it said that Rothfuss has admitted that Quoth goes to Yill in book three, but it seems to me that Quoth can go to Yill to investigate the, the knots that he felt on the box. And that's kind of the next thread, but it's not directly related to uh, his search for the Chandranoids. Right. I mean, I think it is, but I don't think Quoth knows that it is. He's got no reason to think that it is. So I guess what I'm getting at is at the end of this book, it seems to me that that the trail's gone cold for the Emir and the Chandrian and that Quoth is set up to be what we all know Rothfuss uh, aspired to be, which is a forever student. He's basically got himself set up in a situation where he can draw a salary for going to school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean... I, th- I think that Quoth certainly would look at being a forever student as an optimal option. Definitely. I mean, who wouldn't? What sane person wouldn't? What person who isn't poisoned by the grind set wouldn't want to be a forever student? Okay, I kind of get it, but I also like, I don't know, scholastics is not for everyone. Academia is not for everyone, but I put to you that knowledge and learning should be for everyone. Certainly, but the university has a very specific way of, of dishing out that knowledge and learning. It's true, but Quoth, I mean, for Quoth, he's found his people, right? He's found his people in yes, his area. Yes, absolutely. This is the right place for Quoth. This is a place where Quoth would totally hang out. But you posited who in their right mind would not want this, and I posit to you me, because scholastic learning is not exactly how I want to do it. But you don't have to go to, like, you don't have to go to like grad school, Jordana. What if you could like apprentice with a painter, a kindly painter, a kindly elderly painter who lives in a park by the sea and could bring you scones while you discuss. Oh my God, stop it. That sounds amazing. Yeah, see, don't, see? don't have me with I'm, a good time. <laughs> that, that's why I make the distinction between academia and scholarship. Oh, right? oh like, I, I see. Scholastic I see. education is for everyone. Academic edu- education is not. For okay. Everyone. I see what you mean. Yes. But of course, academia, the way it's structured is a symptom of capitalism, right? Because it needs to remain profitable. And the way academic academia is set up is so it can 
churn out thinkers who get published and, and then get trapped uh, in the grind set new students exactly it's all grind set it's all grind set right so i said what i'm saying is bring back uh apprenticeships uh bring back uh becoming indentured to an artisan uh, earning your journeyman credentials and setting out your own shingle uh uh yeah return return with the v okay back to the page briefly uh, at the beginning uh-huh. of the page, when he visits Dayak and he gets a hug and he's talking about like, oh, I forgot what it was like to like, you know, be near friends and shit. And the idea that like, like it just sort of dawned on me that he spent like, like three quarters of a year, like not getting a hug. I mean, he, I'm sure he was embraced in his way by the various uh, Adem that he met. Well, and also probably Florian, but. And Florian, yeah. Like, but I think. I don't know. There's like, it's a different kind of hug. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's always on his guard, right? Even when he's among the Adam and uh, getting his ninja bone on, he's still like an outsider. He's got enemies who are working against him. Even with Felurian, he's still kind of has to be wary, right? So this is the first time that he's been able to come back and be totally comfortable. And like the idea that like you can have a hug and like relax into it is just like, oh, yes, what a great time that is. (laughs) What a great time to be hugged by a person who you're not afraid of being hugged by. A rare gift. Indeed. Also, very briefly, hands. Ari Ari clutches his hands. And his his long tan hand. This Yeah, also he's obviously not a real ginger if he tans. <laughs> I mean, he might be like browned, right? Like if you He's a he's a magic ginger. If you burn and reburn. I mean, yes, he is a magic ginger. He's yeah, no I burn and reburn and I never I never tan. I absolutely cannot like and like I feel like most gingers will back me up on this. Like, you have three colors. They are white, pink, and red. And after your body is done being burnt, it goes right back to pink and then white. <laughs> but wouldn't you, if you were, like, walking on the road, wouldn't you brown eventually? Like, if you burn and reburn, you would brown like a nut, like they say? Because you... I guess... Contemporary I guess. gingers I don't know that I would... I still, retreat to I still wouldn't call that color tan, though. Like, in the summer, I used to wear, like, friendship bracelets, and there would be a different color beneath the friendship bracelet. Like, under the friendship bracelet would be, like, as white as a sheet of paper. And outside the outside the friendship bracelet would be, like, like a different, like, tone. But, like, it's still... I wouldn't call it tan. What I'm saying is that you have never uh, been exposed to the sun to the extent that Quoth has. You've never had to like walk on a road every day for months upon months, right? I suppose this is reasonable. Upon getting pinkened, you retreat to your cave, right? Yeah, like all smart gingers who don't want to get skin cancer do. Yeah, and you apply various <laughs> unguents and salves. But Quoth has no such luck. So I, what I'm thinking is that, you know, he's like road-worn, right? He's, he's browned like a nut. He's burned and peeled and burned and peeled many times over. Leaving Reasonable. a sort of trail of skins. That's how the Chandra will find him. Just very gross. Hey, man, it's your physiognomy. Also, I, they must have sunscreen. They, they have the university. And they must have, like, a version. Maybe their sun doesn't emit ultraviolet rays. Yeah, maybe their sun's not as much of a jerk as ours. Maybe their sun is a sympathy lamp. Whoa. That's right. Then how do the plants live? Maybe they're sympathy plants. It's all a wizard did it, Jordana. That's the thing. A that, wizard did it, yes. Yeah. Unless explicitly stated, you can't ascribe real-world science to fantasy books. They often assume you will, but you shouldn't. And I don't have Jeremy here to say something like, that's bullshit. Sure, yes. Well, we can insert 
Yeah, that, that's the thing he says, right? That was sort of Jeremy's hey. cadence, right? Uh, you've had like, better. You you you've had better impressions. I guess so. Yeah, oddly, I'm not really able to think of like a good impression of Jeremy. I can do impressions of his various impressions, which I think it's like an impressionception. Become Frankenstein amalgams. Yeah, well, like all of our various impressions are like Frankenstein amalgams of impressions that we've just like done around each other enough that no one knows who originated what. Like if I do simple simple country lawyer, I'm vaguely aware that it's like a copy of the Hyper Chicken from Futurama, but it itself has like warped and and uh, and, and changed so much. Indeed. Through being around Jeremy. Indeed. Anything else you want to talk about on this page slash chapter? Uh, yes. Well, it is the end of a chapter, so I have my final notes if you're all done with uh, yours. Sure. Um, this chapter was called Home, uh, very aptly because he is coming home um, and enjoying all the all the things that that one would enjoy about home. Revisiting old hunts, seeing old friends, getting hugs where you're not afraid of the people who hug you, et cetera, et cetera. And that's it. All right. Mailbag. Here's a letter. This is from Patrick Not Rothfuss, who writes on page 906, the mayor and the emir. Hello, pagers. On page 906, you wonder if we have any knowledge of the mayor's interest in the emir. Conclude that we do not. You're not strictly wrong, but we do get a hint of it from the Cathay. Quote, not many folk will take your search for the emir seriously, you realize. The mayor, however, is quite an extraordinary man. He's already come close to them, though he doesn't realize it. Stick by the mayor and he will lead you to their door. Just thinking about this now leads me to a very cracked pot. The mayor says the same year he concludes that the emir may still be around is the year his father died and he became mayor. What if this is the time he came close to discovering the emir and they killed his father to distract him from the quest? Probably a little too cracked, but I like the idea. On a different note, I have a small correction. On page 907, Nick says the mayor could put the full weight of a tour behind him in the search for the emir, but the mayor is vintage, not a tourin. Also, while I'm being pedantic, he could only put about half the way to Ventus behind him since he is not yet king. Thanks, as always. Signed, Patrick, not Rothfuss. Reasonable. What this makes me think is that uh, I am doubly sure now that inside the lackless box is the door of stone, is the door that they are led to. Because what came from his trip to the uh, to the mayor was ultimately their door right and if the, if it's true that the cathay is never wrong that is what quoth got at the end of his visit was to be led to their door the door of the emir so i that and that was the lackless box right or potentially just to play jeremy's advocate he gets up to the door of the emir and then it's snatched away from him because he's about to go searching for them he gets close but then it's snatched away i don't know i think it's likely that the door of stone the doors of stone are like in the box in some way it's like sealing it shut or something and it's inside the box and so he has been led to their door by the uh Cathay who thinks that's funny he thinks it's funny to say stick by the mayor and he will lead you to their door so eventually we'll understand it and we will also laugh and laugh and have a jolly time indeed indeed so that's it so that's the letter that's the letter that's um the letter. no i'm just repeating myself that's a what Oh no. I hate it. Oh yes. I love it. I'm sure you do. I do. I'm scared to like comment now because you're gonna say something and then I'm gonna be confused. But also, um, good letter, good content. I don't agree or disagree, I will hang it up uh, up on my fence. Um, it makes a lot of sense. 
I don't know if the lackless box is indeed the, the door, fence. but it would make a lot of sense to be that. Jordana spitting bars. Yeah, I hope that's a positive thing and that I am in fact doing it. And listeners, we'll spit bars at you tomorrow on another page of the Wee. Wee.